1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash
0: Well, from uh, one world of golfing royalty to another, we've uh, just had Ryan Fox on the line and a great uh, chat with him about uh, life within his golfing bubble at the moment, and uh, better news for him. And now we're joined by Phil Talzerangi. Of course, you can tee it up with Phil Saturday mornings at seven a.m. and uh, get all your information there. But we love to chat to him during the week as well, particularly after the weekend that was in golf. Uh, first of all, we'll stay on the subject, uh, Phil. Good morning to you, of uh, Ryan Fox. Uh, he gets his MIQ spot. Uh, he finishes really well with Warnie, so hopefully things have turned around a wee bit for him.
1: Yeah, morning, Smithy. You're right, I enjoyed uh, listening to that, actually. Um, Ryan's, first and foremost, great with, with the media um, all around, and uh, a couple of your uh, listeners have, have made point of that, and so I think he should be commended for um, just the way he makes himself available, Share some of uh, what's going on, on on his mind, gives some of those people that are following him back here from afar a few insights into and um, some of the things you don't see on TV or you don't hear on the broadcast, and so um, he should be commended for um, for just how available he makes himself. Yeah, I, I am absolutely certain um, whether it actually pays off for him. In the next three weeks, as you mentioned, got three, three tournaments in Spain before jumping on the bird to come home. And, and great that he's managed to get a spot. Um, but I'm with you, and I think there are um, better things ahead for, for Ryan. This was always going to be a tough season, I felt, for him, schedule-wise. Um, being a new dad, uh, all the uncertainty as to when his family would be able to get over and, and, and join him in, in the UK... We would be able to get home. All of the restrictions, etc., etc. It was always going to be a tough year, schedule-wise. Uh, and as he mentioned, that's been in the back of his mind, and most of it has impacted his play. So, whether those good things come in the next three weeks, or whether it's actually being able to get home, reconnect with family, kind of reset everything. Um, um, you know, I, I hope there's a lot of success for Ryder in the near future
0: stay uh, at the Dunhill uh, for a little while because uh, Danny Willett uh, was uh, the winner of the pro event, the actual Alfred Dunhill Championship, winning it uh, comfortably in the end. Uh, down the stretch there was a bit of pressure on him, but he withstood that. Um, now, Danny Willett's a good story in his own right. Here's this bloke who all of a sudden won the Masters, and it was Danny who around the world of golf. Uh, and then he sort of faded away. Uh, you know, his game sort of disappeared on him, and uh, now it appears that he's pretty, ba- he's pretty much back again.
1: Yeah, look, he's had a patchy career all the way around, actually. He's kind of a, a, a promising amateur. Um, came and spent some time in the States. That kind of uh, didn't take off how he we, how we thought it would. Went back to the European Tour, retooled. And, and a lot of people maybe don't know this, but when he, he won that Masters event what, five time, five years ago, he was actually the 10th-ranked player in the world at the time. So maybe the quietest. 10th ranked player, top 10 player in the world and he managed to walk through the door that, that Jordan's feet opened for him um, but you know, as, as often as the case and I think Cambo even talked about this, when a major championship maybe jumps up on you maybe a little bit sooner than you first thought you can get a little bit lost with your career, uh, obviously all of the attractions, all the events uh, all of the Cash uh, that comes your way can sometimes cause you to lose your uh, lose yourself a little bit. And I think Danny Willett's a very he had a tough time actually even finding a cat. He found himself getting to be a bloody grumpy player on the golf course. And and so you know sometimes life has it's as an interesting way of kind of retooling, resetting. He's he's gone through a lot of swing changes in the last couple of years. I was just reading about the season that he's had. He had a hernia. He's had an appendectomy. and a couple of other different injuries, um, all sorts of family things going on. So, um, been two years out of the winner's circle, the last one he had was the, the flagship event on the European Tour, the BMW PGA, and now he's won at the old course, and, and he certainly spoke about how it's been a bit of a tumultuous uh, old couple of years, but uh, at 34 years of age, winning on his birthday at the old course, maybe doesn't get much mm. better than that.
0: Hell no, hell no. Um, now we spoke to Steve Ulker, uh, uh, to Stephen Olker since the last time uh, we have talked. Fascinating interview. What a terrific guy he is, and what a great story. Uh, 600k in the last four or five weeks, which is which is great for him being a, a real tradesman, uh, you know, throughout his uh, PGA career. Um, so that was a good story. Uh, going straight into the Champions Tour, trying to uh, as soon as his birthday ticked over. I know this bloke who. Turns fifty on the thirty first of October this year. <laughs> I just wonder if uh, I just wonder if he ever considered that. I mean, one of his great buddies, Michael Campbell, thought about as, uh, the seniors tour. So I just I just wonder if this bloke ever considered it or is considering it.
1: There's been a little bit of talk around the uh, around the kitchen around the dinner table about this this guy. Um, maybe dusting off uh, dusting off his boots and clubs. There's a fair bit of dust on them. I must admit maybe, <laughs> so it might take a little bit of, a bit of dusting off, but um, look, throughout my, my career, it never really interested me, to be fair, I, I was maybe more interested in getting to the stage of my, um, my playing career and, and entering other different things, getting, getting into other things around the game, which I have done over the last handful of years or so, and really enjoy doing that, that doesn't mean that when a couple of your really good mates are out there having a good time that going and hanging out with them and and making a couple of double bogeys and uh, kicking yourself in the foot and maybe making a couple of birdies here and there wouldn't be uh, a bit of fun. So um, undecided about that guy that you're talking about, undecided, but but it might be a little bit of fun and it's certainly uh, great to see Steve-O, who has been a battler, uh, you know, near on 30 years. He's um, he's played professionally, and uh, it's fair to say maybe didn't have all the success that that he would have hoped for in his younger professional career, but the last month or so on the old boys' circuit, he's, uh, he's made up for it. He's going to be able to buy a few Christmas presents with what he's made, but more than anything... Um, the the longevity of his career, he stayed healthy. Um, he stayed in love with the game too, and it, it hasn't all, all been Buddy roses for Steve Alker, But it's great to see him having a bit of success here. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he didn't pick up a winner here before they um, they finish out the senior tour season in about a month's
0: time. Uh, we always uh, tend to gloss over things that, that normally happen in our lives because of this pandemic. We forget about um, little things. Uh, in our particular field. So it got me to thinking about young golfers in New Zealand at the moment in this pandemic situation. Normally there's the odd uh, circuit is it the Charles tour, etc. What is What is happening for our young guys who are trying to make their way in the game as tournament pros? Is there anything on?
1: Put it this way, Smithy. If they can't run cut week uh, with fans um, because of, uh, in parentheses, significant financial impact to the country trust me, young fledgling professional golfers are not on the radar of this government which is just just criminal they're, um, you know we've, we've all got young people in our lives that you want to go out and be able to pursue their dreams and and chase what they're they're in love with what they're passionate about and unfortunately there's a whole generation here of young professional golfers that's what you've got me on to talk about here that were just about to kind of jump on planes, go overseas, try and find themselves, go and be the Ryan Fox of about five or six years ago, and they haven't been able to do that. Um, a, a, because they haven't been able to come and go. A lot of them are staying with their parents. Um, you know, they, they haven't got their own houses. They, all they're doing is just trying to chase a dream. And so, um, you know, unfortunately for them, they can't go and play some of the mini-tour circuits. They, 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 they can't go and, Try and qualify for different tours. If they're going to do that, they've got to pack up sticks and and go and base themselves overseas. Now, you know that uh, that comes at a, at, a, at a financial cost and um, and with no certainty about their career and certainly no certainty about getting home. And so, look, I, I feel for a number of those young kids. That there are the the Daniel Hilliers that managed to get out and certainly has proven himself and um, has. Uh, He's got some status on the Challenge Tour and has been going along well. Another cut made on the weekend. So hopefully he can forge himself over the next two or three weeks and join Ryan on the European Tour. Um, Denzel Yedemir is, is one of those players that's also been trying to cut his teeth into many tour events in the US but been battling to do so. does so at a significant cost just trying to... Chase's dream, he played there at the old course last week, but there are a number of kids that maybe haven't quite got to that level yet. They've been stuck back here and so therefore the uh, the, the role of the Charles Tour events, the, the pro-am circuit here in New Zealand becomes incredibly important to keeping their games sharp and, and, and giving them an opportunity to make a couple of bucks and, and be able to continue their dream and unfortunately with the news yesterday as cryptic as that was there's no certainty that these Tour events is four on the schedule and the new zealand amateur between here and christmas smithy and they're all up in the air at the moment so look i feel for some of those young kids that they um they're having this stage of their career completely thrown up at the mercy of uh, of the government and their restrictions
0: Phil Tatarangi joins us every Tuesday. It's fantastic. Uh, He's also got his own show, of course, here on SENZ. Number one in golf uh, in terms of uh, the go-to guy for us here on this station. And, of course, I think probably for anyone in New Zealand. Finger on the pulse. Phil Tatarangi all the time. Teared up with Phil. Seven o'clock Saturday morning. Phil, thank you very much, as always.
1: Thanks, Smithy. Just going to throw a father and son combo in there for you. Old Tom Morris and young Tom Morris between them they won the first handful of uh the oldest championships in the game the old old, uh, the uh the old uh jug at the uh at the open championship so these are a couple of uh a father-son combination for you
0: harrison marker has texted in harrison marker has texted in phil he said it's number one on his list tom morris old and young both multiple major winners so how do you go on that
1: there so you go. Good to see you here. Yeah, Harrison's got his finger on the pulse from the gang of golf.
0: <laughs> Good on you, man. Thank you.